It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 15th, 2019. Beware the Ides March. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, you'll get through my horse voice and we'll talk all about the Magic's win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, almost said loss because we're kind of used to those, but a big win over the Cleveland Cavaliers to get back on the right track, start this homestand off on the right foot. And we'll talk a little bit about what the Magic did in response to Wednesday's loss to the Washington Wizards. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcast on the Locked On Podcast. I work by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Uh, you can find all the podcasts you want. If you want to check up on the Magic's opponent on Sunday, the, the Atlanta Hawks, check out Locked On Hawks. Want the lowdown on the Miami Heat, the team the Magic are chasing, Locked On Heat has your coverage. You can find every NBA team plus Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball to serve your basketball needs. So search on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Um, a, a word of warning here, uh, I, I am going to play a clip from Evan Fournier later on in the show that does include a curse word. I think I mentioned this, I know I mentioned this in the article that I wrote accompanying it. Um, Evan Fournier is kind of the fiery, passionate leader of the team. Uh, he does not hold back in media sessions sometimes, and uh, you wouldn't believe this, but yeah, he sometimes does curse. I think I've done that once, but giving you fair warning that uh, I, I'm probably going to play a clip here coming up where Fournier does throw down a, a pretty big curse word. Um, I may bleep it out or do something with it to 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 get away get around it, but uh, just a forewarning, just in case I do not. Um, but that's about the only thing I have to warn you about on this show because everything on Thursday night turned up roses for the Orlando Magic. It was as Steve Clifford said after the game, probably one of the best performances the Magic have had all season. And, and actually, I had someone ask me that if this was the best performance the Magic have had all season. I wouldn't go that far. I, I do think that there were some some rough spots and some 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 issues that, that came up over the course of the game. But certainly since the All-Star break, outside of the teams that the Magic have beaten that, that are really good teams, that, that they needed to rally and, and play at a very high level to beat, this was about as professional a win as the Magic have had in a very, very long time. A game where... Everything just kind of went according to plan, where you didn't have to worry about anything, where you know you did more than enough to win, and it was just never really a question that the Magic were going to win the game. It was that kind of dominance from the Orlando Magic, and yes, it has been a while since the Magic have had this kind of game. The Orlando Magic defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers 120-91 to on Thursday, and it was really never close at any point. The Magic led 36-20 after one quarter. They led by 20 after the after at halftime. And really, Cleveland never made a run. Even when the Magic went through their usual second quarter swoon as their bench came in, 
The Cavs never made a run. They got it to as close as 17. I think that was as close as they got the rest of the game. Magic led by as much as 32. And again, never really challenged. The offense could go through its lulls, could go through its ups and downs. The Magic moved the ball particularly very well, I thought, throughout the game. Um, did a good job getting into the paint. Never really settled. You know, maybe got a little hectic there at the end. But the one thing that was always consistent was their defense. Cleveland never was able to get into any serious kind of rhythm all game long. The Magic were on point defensively. I thought that their pick and roll coverage was very good. Did a good job keeping Cleveland from getting to the middle of the lane, which is a problem in the last matchup of in Cleveland, and certainly a problem against Washington. I thought they did a good job flooding the strong side and, and rotating on the weak side to, to back them up. Their rotations were really crisp, uh, and Cleveland just found no easy way to score throughout the night. Um, Orlando did a good job individually, defensively, except for a few breakdowns here and there, uh, but their help side was, was so good. They were in place. They were in position. They were able to challenge shots, and, and more importantly, get deflections, just disrupt the flow and rhythm of Cleveland's offense. Cleveland shot just 40.7% from the floor. They made just 7 of 31 threes. They turned the ball over 16 times. According to Steve Clifford, the team had 46 deflections. Very good number for them. A number that was actually written on the whiteboard in the locker room after uh, the, when the media got in. It was certainly something that the Magic were proud of. And, and while Clifford would say deflections aren't necessarily uh, a, 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 an easy path to wins and victory, it is a good indicator that the Magic are playing the kind of defense they need to play. No doubt they played the kind of defense they needed to play in this game. It was never close. The Magic blew the Cavaliers out. Just not really even a game, I, I have to say. It was, it was just a, 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 a big victory for the Orlando Magic and the kind of victory that they needed. One that was just very, very easy, very, very professional. They did their jobs and they got out. There really isn't a whole lot more to say other than this is how the Magic need to play. And yeah, Cleveland is a weak opponent. They're 17-52. and 52. The, the win actually eliminated the Magic from getting the top odds in the NBA draft lottery. So now we're going to start seeing the Magic, uh, you know, really, you know, this is going to happen inevitably, but their lottery odds are going to, you know, get set a little bit here now. They're, they're going to they're gonna eliminate some teams. They can't have the third worst record in the league. They're now one Bulls loss away from not having the fourth worst record in the league and so on and so on and so on. The eye on the prize is obviously on the playoffs and what the Magic really had to learn in this game and what the Magic have to take to heart in this game is how do they replicate this? How do they repeat this performance? And that's really the big question and the big issue the Magic have as how they played in this game is simply irrelevant if they don't do it again Sunday night. And that's what we'll talk about here in just a moment. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and 
free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. But let's run through the final box score for you real fast. The Orlando Magic again, 120 to 91 victors over the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're led in scoring by Aaron Gordon with 21 points, 7 for 16 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, Gordon was very, very good all throughout the night. Um, I, I know I'm, I think I mentioned this yesterday that when Gordon gets the ball within the flow of the offense and, and, and the ball just finds him and he's able to cut and move off the ball, that's when he's scoring most effectively. And that's how he scored most of his points in this on this night. He did do a little bit of dribbling around and, and sometimes doing a little too much. And, you know, he gets a lot of charges because he kind of bowls his way into the, into the basket. Um, you know, the highlight of the night, was Gordon's dribble move past Jordan Clarkson for an and-one layup. So he does have that in him. It's not the most efficient way for him to score. It's not the most effective way for him to score. But throughout the night, I thought Gordon was very good at keeping himself involved in the game, moving the ball when something wasn't there, uh, cutting off the ball and moving without the ball, which was very, very good for him. And most importantly, playing some fantastic defense. Kevin Love was a non-factor in this game. Uh, three for nine shooting, just 10 points, five fouls. He was, he was in foul trouble. Uh, early in the third quarter, midway through third quarter, he had 5,000. This Cavs team just doesn't do a lot if Love isn't an effective player. And Gordon was a far better, far more effective player in this game. So that bodes well for the Magic. That was exactly what they needed, exactly what they needed to have happen. Uh, And certainly the Magic can be happy with how things turned out. DJ Augustin added 20 points for the Magic as well. 20 points, 7 assists, 7 for 11 shooting. 5 for 5 from the foul line. I just did a lot of D.J. Augustin things. Um, was there as a, as a floor spacer. Um, did a good job getting into the paint. The Magic uh, score, uh, what is it, uh, 52 points in the paint on 26 for 43 shooting. So the Magic did do a good job getting the paint. 16 fast break points as well. Um, 18 second chance points on 6 for 10 shooting on, on second chance points. Um, it was a very solid game for Augustin. I mean, obviously the production's there. I wouldn't note that I thought his defense was a little lax. I think he roamed a little too much at times. I mean, Sexton, Colin Sexton, not a great three-point shooter. Uh, just two for seven on three-pointers in this game for his 23 points. Only three assists for him, but Augustin wasn't guarding Sexton. He was guarding mostly um, Brandon Knight, who had a decent game. 12 points, five for 10 shooting, one for four from beyond the arc. But um, Augustin, I thought, just did kind of what he usually does, just probing the probing the lane again. This was just a very professional win. A lot of guys just doing what they normally do and doing it very, very effectively. Nikola Vucevic, for example, 19 points, 11 rebounds, just a solid game. But but most importantly with Vucevic, he set the tone early. He missed his first couple shots, but the Magic went back to him and he made some shots around the basket. He made some hook shots. He made some uh, some difficult shots, to be honest. And I think that really settled the Magic down, especially offensively, and gave them confidence defensively. When Vucevic gets going early, the Magic are a more difficult team to play, and and, and certainly I think it, it calms everyone down because they don't feel like they have to force anything because Vucevic is drawing double teams. The Cavs tried to double team him, and he's a willing passer. He's going to pass it back out to the perimeter as long as you make the right pass and the right read. You're going to get a good shot. Um, so Orlando, I thought, did a good job establishing their base offensively and getting things going in the right direction. Uh, last guy I want to note on this game, Kem Birch off the bench. 13 points, 11 rebounds, 6 for 8 shooting, and one heck of a Eurostep move for a layup. Kem Birch was just fantastic throughout the night, I thought. Um, I thought that he uh, does what he usually does with his rebounding and his, and his defense. Did a great job kind of 
setting the tone for that second unit defensively, which is which has been the big issue for the Magic overall. Um, that second quarter, especially the Magic, had a big offensive lull in the second quarter. They shot two for thirteen over the course of about a six-minute period. They saw their twenty-four point lead only drop to seventeen in that span, and that's because the Magic's defense remained very tight in control, even though the Magic were missing shots. And, and Birch deserves a lot of credit for that. This is a good job getting deflections. This is a good job protecting the rim. This is a good job on blowing up pick and rolls. Um, uh, just a good job rebounding as well. His rebounding was fantastic in this game. Really, the whole team's rebounding was fantastic in this game because everything was fantastic in this game. This was a game where, again, you had nothing to complain about. You're nitpicking. I'm nit- I nitpicked a little bit with DJ Augustin. I nitpicked a little bit with Aaron Gordon. The Ma- I mean, Evan Fournier maybe struggled a little bit with a shot, but everyone kind of did their job and did their role and did it well, and they got in, they got out, they won the game, and that's really all that counts that matters in the end. It was just a professional win. 48.4% shooting for the Magic, 14 for 31 from beyond the arc. They have 31 assists on their 45 field goal, makes a really good rate there. 12 offensive rebounds, and of course, the big one, 120 points. They outscore the Cavaliers, 120 to 91 to pick up the win. They're now a game and a half behind the Miami Heat. They'll be back in action Sunday against the Atlanta Hawks. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is no secret that that this is must-win time for the Orlando Magic. This five-game homestand the Magic are on is everything for this team. If they don't, I mean, yes, there are plenty more games to go, but if they don't win in this homestand, I don't want to put a number on it, but if they don't do well on this homestand, the playoffs are going to be very difficult. It's going to be very tricky for the Magic to make the playoffs if they don't do their job here. At home, protecting the Amway Center floor. That's the bottom line. There's no other way around it. But the Magic haven't played like they had this urgency in in the last few weeks. Since the All-Star break, the Magic have, have struggled to get that consistency and losing four of their last five the Magic find themselves chasing once again. And Wednesday's game felt a little bit like the last straw because they knew this opportunity was coming at home and they could not afford to let it go. Evan Fournier, and I'll warn you here again if I, in case I don't edit it correctly, Evan Fournier laid it out very plainly. The Magic were angry after Wednesday night. The Magic were upset and they knew they needed to make a change. You know, I feel like we played uh, upset, uh, wanting to uh, yeah play better, just do better, because uh, we know we f***ed up the last few games, so we we got to have that same mentality, man. Sorry if that edit was a little quick. I, I, I imagine it did not leave much to the imagination, but it's, it's very clear the Magic understand 
the, the opportunities that they've already lost, the, 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 the things that they've dropped already and, and how it's really on them. It, it's Again, I, I've said this so many times. It's less about the opponent, more about the magic. They've given themselves a chance to win games. They've given themselves plenty of opportunities, and, and they've dropped the ball. And An effort like the one they had Wednesday against Washington where they were put behind on their own doing and, and had to scramble and, and, and play good defense, and it came down to the Wizards making shots at the end and the Magic not making shots at the end. They knew that they could have done something about it. And so on a back-to-back against a team that has been sitting in Orlando since Tuesday night when they last played against Philadelphia and Philadelphia... The Magic did something about it. They played with that fire. They played with that togetherness. They played the way that they know they have to play. It's been a simple formula all year. It's not rocket science. And yet the Magic have shown that they will continually struggle with it. Thursday's win was about doing everything the right way, and that's why they won so easily. You know, we played more determined. You know, we really played you know, to, to win. We knew that we had to do that tonight. And uh, we're just, you know, well prepared. We came in concentrated, uh, focused, and uh, we executed the game plan. We played well on both ends of the floor. You know, we defended well. Offensively, we moved the ball. We played for each other. Played inside out, and uh, we just played some more ball tonight. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I, don't, I don't think we're necessarily angry or anything, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, more of a you know, just focused game. And that's really what it came down to. The Magic played focused. They played energetic. Again, they did all those things. I would again point to that stretch in the second quarter. That stretch where the Magic inevitably stopped hitting shots. Even in the first quarter, I felt like Orlando was tightening up defensively. You could see them getting better as the quarter progressed. But offensively, they were still relying a lot on their shot making. And I did wonder, even though the Magic were up 16 and and in control of the game, what's going to happen when those shots stop falling? What's going to happen when they go through that lull? And that's really where this game was won. When the Magic extended the lead out to 24 and then went six minutes struggling to make shots. And yet, the Cavs never got it under 10. They never made a serious push. And really, they didn't make any major dent into the lead until it was far too late. And the Magic, in any case, tightened up when that happened. They got their cold reminder in a timeout, and they played better. The Magic were sloppy on occasions. They were maybe a little too shot-happy on occasions, but those moments were few and far between. This is how the Magic want to play. This is who the Magic want to be. And they delivered that Thursday night in a game that they absolutely had to have. Before tip-off, Steve Clifford said, this was a game the Magic had to win. Even with all the preconditions, the Cavs sitting at, sitting and waiting, the Magic coming on a back-to-back, the disappointment of the last couple losses, this was a game the Magic had to win. Steve Clifford wouldn't call it a must-win, but contradictorily, he said the Magic had to win this game. It's getting to that point where you, you have to impress the importance of these games, of these opportunities and of these chances to win. And the Magic finally played with the urgency that they would need to win these kinds of basketball games. We, we, we played solid throughout the game. Uh, it just, you know, at, at some point we, 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 we made shots, but really throughout the game defensively we were solid. Uh, we had a lot of deflections. We were really into the ball uh, throughout 48 minutes. So it was just a, a, a good effort overall. And that's really what it 
that's really all that needs to be said. You can open this one up, say all that I've just said in the last 17 or so minutes, and then close it. Because the Magic, again, did what they had to do. They played at this high level. And no one is satisfied with it. Because that's what they're supposed to do. And now the trick, of course, is to do it again. There can't be any big speeches. Clifford doesn't believe in them. There can't be any anything of that. It's just a realization of the urgency of the moment, of the necessity of playing at this high level and executing and making good on it, staying with it even when they struggle. And if the Magic can do that, they'll be able to take advantage of this homestand. They'll be able to take advantage and move forward and gain ground and who knows from there. There are tougher games ahead. Sunday's game against Atlanta will be tougher. It will demand more of the Magic's defense and demand more of the Magic's offense. There's a lot of tougher games ahead. But for now, the Magic have to find a way to carry over this effort into the next one and build and build and build upon that. If this homestand is the Magic's last stand, they got off to the perfect start. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. Though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Ross and Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 